0: continue with our service. Father, we just open our hearts this morning. Lord, we want to make room for your word in our lives today. Lord, wherever that is, there's going to be a space in our meeting as we continue where you're going to speak to us. Lord, you're going to speak to us individually in many different ways. Lord, when we hear your voice today, if you've not already heard it. Lord, our response to that is that we need to make room for your word in our lives. Lord, and we ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand today. And also our worship team, thank you so much, guys. We appreciate you. Well, we've got um, a treat for you this morning. Our, we're going to continue with our Connect. Please be seated. We're going to continue with our Connect um, theme. And today it's Connect to Missions. And uh, we have a special guest with us, uh, James and Andrea. And they're our missionaries in Koran. I'm going to move that so you can have that. And uh, I want to give you a little bit of a background. And this is what's going to happen. They're going to share what's happening with the work that we're involved with in the Philippines in Koran. And then when they finish that, I'm going to jump on the back and then finish with a mini little preach, and I promise that we'll be on time, so I've got my clock. Say amen. Amen. will I try and add a few more minutes on every week, but I keep getting told off in the staff team, but never mind. Uh, so let me give you a little background to our mission support uh, across the seas. Now, Elam um, uh, got loads of missionaries all over the world. Uh, and we have the privilege of partnering with Elam Missions in Koron. Quran is a little island off the off Philippines and uh, we're connected with Pastor Glenn uh, in Manila who has a church there and he's a part of Elam as well. And also we have uh, Pastor Reza that's on the island and with, with, with teachers. And so how that started was there was a typhoon uh, and the island got devastated. And this island actually, if you read and look it up, Koron, it's actually been voted the, the most beautiful island in the world. Uh, with the the diving, and it's amazing. But the typhoon wiped this this island totally out. And so Elam began to help with aid, uh, partnering with Pastor Glenn there and some other people. And then over that time, uh, a good colleague of mine, Pastor Mark Ryan, who's the leader of the Kensington Temple now, used to be the the senior minister of Birmingham City Church. And he went over there with a heart to help support um, this mission. And he bought some land Uh, from his church sponsored and paid for some land there to build a church and a school and so the idea was that they will build the land and build a school and out of the school will then form the church and that's what began to happen and so we then because of our relationship went over to see pastor Glenn and it was amazing time and they went to Quran and it was there where God began to speak to us about how we also could get involved and so what we felt that we could do as a church, that we would actually look to donate to build a dormitory next to the school so it would facilitate workers that would go there from the islands or overseas and also help for um, just a place, a base where teams could go over. And our church, Elam Church, sponsored to build that, and we raised over £20,000 to do that. On our next visit, we also continued to help. by They, they, were, they were picking kids up in the communities with a little tiny, um, I think it was a six-seater little car that was very dangerous to look at. But they would pack families in and children and pick them up and bring them to school. And so we said, you know what, we need to invest in some uh, transport. And our church, Elam Church, raised £10,000, and we paid for a minibus, which they use today and is a godsend to them, and we're going to get to know more about that. And then also we opened a scheme where we, that we give opportunity to our church to sponsor a child in the school, um, and that's what we, we did. And many of you are still doing that with £15 every month helping towards a child. Now, when pandemic hit, things begin to change because we couldn't reach out to the children. So your money went to actually the ministry which James and Andrea will take us through. And we're going to continue to do that. Our support is that not, you're not actually supporting a child in in a sense, but you're supporting the ministry We've, we've donated £15 pounds or more, whatever you want to do towards that. And that will actually go to the ministry, which will also help the children and the community. And so this is where James and Andrea come in. We met at college about two, just before pandemic, wasn't it? And they felt an interest to actually go and help and volunteer to be missionaries alongside the team in Quran. And they made their step there. And we're so delighted that you made that step and are you are going to tell us now what's been going on about your life and, and how we can continue to support the ministry there? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, let's have a look. Make sure. That's one, two, one, two. There we go. Okay.
1: Hello, everyone. It's amazing. Is that on? Is that on? Oh, it is, yes? You can hear me okay? Brilliant. Okay, I'll carry on. So... Before we start.
2: most important lady because she feeds us so we keep on the right side of her so yeah she's an amazing lady she she's one of the uh, parents of an ex-student so she started fairly recently with us back after we opened up again so um, the wider team as you can see here the wider team both pastor glenn and nadette uh, in the middle they're the p- main pastors in manila and next to them we've got lynette who's the principal of the school In Manila, but also oversees Caron, and that's her little dog Chester. I don't know if you can see him there. And then Pastor Seldine, he previously had been on Caron at the project, um, and he's been back recently while we've had furlough, and and, uh, 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 Pastor Reza had a break as well. so And also, really important the next slide shows this is our youth volunteers, and they are amazing. Um, We just love them to bits, and they just do an amazing job, but we'll to tell you more about those as well.
1: So. Yeah, thank you, James. So before the pandemic, as Jason was saying, we had the preschool and we also had the church. So we had Sunday services on on a weekend, and we'd have Bible studies in the week, and Alpha courses with the parents of the school, um, and we had outreaches at a weekend. We had about four different outreaches where we would go out into the community and do children's clubs, and and. The pandemic hit and then everything changed as it did for everybody, everywhere really. But over there, the school had to close temporarily. And so the focus of what the team were doing over in Caron was to go out into the communities. We couldn't gather them at the project anymore. We couldn't do church the way we did before. And we couldn't do any of the other work, the school in the way we did before. So we had to go out into the different communities. And we started with connections that we already had through the school, some of the parents in some of the areas. Uh, but some of the areas we went into were new areas as well where we knew there was needs and the pandemic really affected people in the sense that because it was a tourist island um, when the pandemic hit a lot of the people and the families that we worked with they they worked in the tourist industry so they were in hotels and tour guides and 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 all of that closed and all of that stopped and there was no furlough pay um, over in, in the philippines so for everyone there it was quite a challenge and um, they, they had no work, so they had no money, they had no food. So a big part of what we started to do initially was try and meet some of those those basic needs that they had in the community. So we went out, and some of these slides will be showing you. Sort of, we went out taking food. We took hot food for the children. Initially, we would take those out each week, and as James said, Mommy Seraphim would do all the cooking for that, and we would take them out in the van. We would go out, and we'd go to the different areas and take food for, for the children. And then we would do some food packs as well. Um, when resources came in, we were able to take out rice and tins and other, other food items that they could share, the whole families could have, because that was really important at that point. And what we were told was that for some families, if we hadn't have taken those food packs at the time when we did, they wouldn't have had enough food to feed their families during that week. So, you know, your support and your help has helped us to be able to bless so many people over there when they really, really needed it. And yes, yes, so we were able to do um, a lot of the food packs. And what happened through those um, opportunities, when we were going out and taking food, we were building relationships. And that was so key to the work over there. Um, We were meeting with parents, we we were able to know what was happening in their lives and what struggles they had, be able to pray for people um, and be able to sort of get alongside them and and do life with them really through their their journey in that time. And by building those relationships, we were able to then have opportunity to start children's clubs in different areas. And because we couldn't gather them in big groups, um, because we weren't allowed to, because of the restrictions, we began gathering at, at individuals' homes. So... Um, some parents who we'd built relationships with, they would open up their homes to us. And in like a compound where they live, there would be a few family members, different houses. And they would have cousins and brothers and sisters. And there was quite a few, actually, in each area. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, and we would be able to start those children's clubs in, the, in their homes um, and as you can see, they sort of wearing masks initially. We had social distancing, but we were able to, to start that. And what we would do, we would just have an action song. We would do a Bible story with the children, and they loved the Bible stories. And we would do questions afterwards, and they would be listening really intently to answer the questions and put their hands up before a question's asked even. But they, are, they were just amazing. They absolutely loved it. And we were able to um, do some activities with them as well. Um, some colouring or some word searches with the older ones and we were able to sort of get alongside them Um, and as you can see from some of these pictures they're sort of showing um, how the growth in that time now at the beginning of the pandemic we really um, you know like we said we started with small groups and I think in one of these pictures you can see that there was like 10 children we had in one children's club in, in in one of the new areas we went to um, the one Christmas party we did and then the following year we had a well over 50 was at that children's club and that's just through the pandemic I mean God just did amazing things during that time in a time when we were restricted and you know we weren't sure how the work was going to grow or you know was it going to shrink even but actually God grew the work during that time which was absolutely amazing and yeah and that's replicated through other areas we, we go to one area um, where it's on a dump site so um, the children and, and the families live and work there um, and we, we'd been going there before the pandemic and there was um, probably about 25 to 30 children would come on a regular basis at a weekend and through the pandemic because we were there so regularly and, and getting alongside people there and building relationships. We now have three children's clubs in that area in different parts of the dump site. We have over a hundred children that we're, we're, we're in that in that area alone. And that's in lots of different areas. We have 12 different children's clubs now in the different areas. And it's just amazing. All of those have grown through the pandemic, um, which is amazing. And we were able to sort of get alongside the mums and the families and Because we didn't want to just go out and reach the children, it was about the whole families and the communities. And so we had opportunity to get alongside the mums, um, get alongside the families, and that led to other opportunities as well, which James will speak about in a minute. But before we do that, we've got a short video just to give you a taste of what Children's Club is like out there, um, to give you a flavour. So hopefully we can show that now. I was in pain
2: Story which is in their own language in Tagalog, which we have a translator or we try and learn some of the language ourselves through the week, Um, and then they do the activities. But what we found that parents were hanging around the edges, they were seeing what we were doing, you know, inquisitive about that. So we thought that was a really good opportunity to pull the parents together and to have some small groups with them. And church in Quran is different to what you have here Um, for us, we've got a church building. We've got a roof and we've got some concrete floor. Um, it's great because we've got no windows and doors, so it keeps, keeps us cool. But yeah, if you uh, our church basically happens through the week. It happens on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and a Sunday. So we go out to these small groups, to these small areas... And as you can see some of these pictures, we started off with three parents uh, and, and it's grown. And I think we've got seven or eight in the, in this one. And the next one, the same, we've gone from three parents to 12 in, in about 12 months. So they, they've just really started to grow. Um, so So yeah. Well, gives us an opportunity to do church with them. We've been there through happy times, through birthdays and and christenings and and what have you, and and births and new babies. But also, we've been there in sad times when we've we've been uh, people uh, helping them through their bereavements. This is church on a Sunday when we've been able to gather them. Uh, Like Jason said, he helped... uh, uh, get the van for us so we've managed to go round we go round the different areas where we meet in the week and we bring them together for church this is i think christmas and easter they've had so yeah so it's just really grown so okay so one thing that we i talked about the youth volunteers since we've been back here the youth have started a youth uh Session hasn't it? Once a month, they could bring them all together to city gates, to the church and they lead it overseen by the adults. But this is what they, their initiative. That's why we're just like so blessed that God's just worked in their lives that they want to take this on. And I think it was over a hundred youth, younger youth there on that first one. And they've carried that on every month since.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we, as you said about the preschool had to close temporarily during the pandemic, as. From last October, we um, started to reopen the school, but just not face to face. It was opened with the use of tablets and that, thanks to your support and to your help as well, we were able to do that. Um, we were able to, the, the lessons are recorded on a tablet and they're given out to the parents. This was the orientation day when they were receiving their their tablets. So the lessons are recorded by the teachers. They're put on the tablets and they're taken for the children to learn at home to do their daily lessons. And they have worksheets that they can do as well. Um, and what the amazing thing was we found was that it wasn't just the children that were enrolled in the school that were using them or watching the lessons. It was the younger children, the siblings, the other cousins in that area as well were watching with them. And also some of the parents that didn't finish education, it was helping them as well, which was amazing. So it was reaching out to the families. So it's been great that we've been able to reopen in that way. And it's, it's, we're starting to now plan for uh, face-to-face so Lynette the, the principal's been working really hard in trying to get things prepared for that and the team over there and the local team have been as well and the teachers so we're there was some maintenance work that was done so thank you for your support that's helped to get the, the project ready for when the, the school's going back face-to-face again some vital work that was needed to be done we were great that we had volunteers and parents and the youth helping with that as well um, so yeah but they're trialing classes at the moment and we're Hopefully, we're hoping that in the next few months, we'll see face-to-face go back in the Philippines with classes, which is great. So, yeah.
2: Okay, the next few slides. We've got um, the mission trip. To, uh, Pastor Glenn and a team come over f- came over from Manila um, in February. We were back here, so we missed out on it. But the, um, the team, um, basically, they, they conducted a mass wedding um, is the team Um, but we've got a a mass wedding we had four couples that got married they're parents of children from the school who are um, cohabiting often due to just to financial reasons but we had the opportunity to for them to have a wedding um, which was sorted out by city gates they just had to provide the rings and the the costumes their dresses and what have you so um, as you can see here it was just the amazing time first one so we're excited that's going to happen every year so um, yeah and the next one, yep, some of the brides, yeah. it's amazing, yep, so. Um. Yeah,
1: so they were, they were able to have sort of 10 guests, weren't they, per, per family as well, to come and attend the weddings for them, so. And why the
2: team, the team were there, the, um, they went out with gifts and food parcels for the children as well, so that was an amazing opportunity to do that, okay. And they all gathered on Sunday, this is gathering on Sunday morning for Sunday service. And okay, so I think the next slides, yeah, this is summer school. These these photos are hot off the press. Okay, they've only just <laughs> been released last week, so summer school happened last week. So, um, yeah, the theme this year was um, I think you can, don't, you can see it. That, that's them having feeding and doing some games. The theme was uh, one in a million, m- wasn't it?
1: Yeah. In- incredible
2: me, one incredible in a million. Incredible me. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's minion minions faith. Themed. So we've got some graduation photos, they got certificates, and again, they had action songs, they had lessons uh, from the Bible, activities, prayers, and they were given gifts and graduation at the end. And what was amazing um, was the parents, I think it's on the next one. The parents helping. We're just so blessed. We're so The parents just want to get involved. This is again is the youth leading the worship for for the, for the um, summer school. So yeah, it's just amazing how how the youth have really come on. So mm,
1: yeah, we have been really blessed over there. The team is amazing. The youth is amazing. But it, is, it has been great that we've had parents. That they're the ones that invite people to the groups. So we don't have to go out and invite everybody. They're the ones that come. and and invite the others in their communities to the children's club and to the the small groups and to church. So it's it's just fantastic that that's happening over there. Um, We're we're so thankful for your support and we know that you pray for us. Um, We just ask to keep praying for us because we know we can't do anything without that. Um, so, please keep us in your prayers there 's a few few prayer points I don't know if you can see but pray for the face to face school that 's going to be happening. pray for all the preparations and, and, and that that can be done safely um, and just for the team for wisdom as we transition through that, that time um, and for health for everybody as well. Um, if you want to support the work in any way, um, please speak to, to Jason or Linda or the team here, and they 'll be able to explain to you how you can do that. Um, and we send newsletters out please have a look at them and please get in touch if there's anything else you want to know Um, and if you feel that God's maybe stirring your heart towards mission or or, or you've just want to know a bit more about what it's like to be a missionary or what it's like to be on the mission field then please speak to us afterwards we'd love to talk to you about that um, so yeah, let us know. But thank you so much for uh, follow, follow being, us on Facebook. Yes. We've got a Facebook page, um, City Gates
2: Academy, um, and just yeah, just go on there, like it, and you'll see all the photos as they come up. And it's yeah, it's just yeah. amazing that so we yeah. have to share fire that. So yeah. yeah.
1: So thank you very much, everybody. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Wow, that is awesome. Thank you so much. Well, we appreciate it. We're gonna. Obviously, after I finish my little talk for five, ten minutes, we're going to pray for you, so that'll be great. Come on, let's thank God for them again today. Thank you so much for that. You know, when, when we, we've been a couple of times, me and Linda today, and obviously we've been to the Sunday school, the church, and the work, but since James and Andrew have been with the team, that has exploded, and I just think that's amazing how much God has breathed upon just a few people, because the team is not massive there and you know just being there and just being practical as well and seeing the holy spirit move on people's lives and seeing the young people lead and i'm just we're just so thankful for that you were willing to say yes to god um because look at what you partnered with the lord on that and since so many lives being touched by jesus so thank you so much for that and the team so keep praying for those of you that support the mission in quran that's what where your money's going to And if if God speaks to you today and thinks, you know what, I'd like to also partner with this ministry. So I want to just talk to you of just probably three practical ways how you can get involved. But the the title of this message today, and obviously I'm not going to talk for long, but it is that God is a missional God. And uh, I know that all of us are called to be ambassadors wherever we are uh, and to reach out and to make disciples of every nation. It was always God's plan to reach beyond just a few people. God's heart is for all nations. And it started with one man. And that God approached him. And it was Abraham. And we know the scriptures in Genesis 17. And it said uh, just before Genesis 17. It was Genesis 12. It says, now the Lord said to Abraham. Go from your country. Your kindred and your father's house. a land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. And so when you think about that and we talk about the nation that God actually used to bring Christ and the the hope of the world to to our lives, was that God chose a nation, but he also chose a person. And we need to understand that even though God is a missional God, God cannot fulfill his heart unless people respond to his call. And so without people, God's vision will perish. And so I want to encourage you today that God's purpose will not get done without people, his people responding to his voice to the needs of the call. And for many of us that our call will be just at home in our workplaces, in our homes, in our neighbourhoods. But from time to time, God will approach people and speak into their lives and call them to other nations, call them into ministry, the fivefold ministry And so I want you to know today that God, you know, if you're watching online, I want you to know that somehow, maybe a few of you in this room or online altogether over this next season and years, that the Holy Spirit may speak to you about your life and call you into some kind of ministry. Let me help you with what I've just said, because when you leave this church, you're all called to ministry. You're all called to go and, and be light and salt. But there are times and seasons where God will just come into your life and redirect you where you will then decide to give up what you're doing now to follow Him hearted, just like you did. You were doing your work as mental health nurses and you went out for a look and it was the Holy Spirit that spoke to your life. So God called a person. He called Abram that he would be a person who would be a great nation. But in Genesis 17... He says, "'As for me, this is the covenant with you, "'that you will be the father of many nations.'" It wasn't one nation that God was after. God was after every nation, every tribe, and every tongue. And before Jesus ascended to the Father, he said to him, he said, "'You will be my witnesses, "'not only in Jerusalem.'" but in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It wasn't only for the Jews, but it was also for the Gentiles. And if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Amen. So thank God, the gospel just didn't stop in Jerusalem, but God's purpose to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And the only way that could be done is that people had to be willing to say yes to God. I, I want to encourage you today that when God you know, the Apostle Paul was about killing the church and God interrupted his life and he approached Saul, knocked him off his horse and he called him to be a witness to the Gentiles. Peter, Jesus interrupted his fishing life and called him and God used him to be a vessel to the Jews. So what I want to say to you that God's heart is permission, mission but he cannot do it without people responding when God steps into your life and into your heart. For some of you, it will be speaking to you about serving your local church and getting involved in ministry here. It will be speaking to you about reaching your neighbours or your workplace. And for some, it may be that he wants to speak to you about getting involved in full-time ministry or even missions work. As, as James and Andrea says, we're not pastors, but look what God has done through a life that was willing to say yes to Jesus. And I want to encourage you so after we know that God's a missional God, after we know that unless people are involved with God, we will never see the kingdom advance. And so church is not just about you guys and you online joining a service, but it's being our hearts open to be missionaries wherever we leave this church, to our own home, to our neighbors, to our schools, and then to the ends of the earth. You know, this is what Jesus said in Matthew 24. It is because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. You want to talk about the end times? It's when the gospel is reached the whole world. And that's not going to be done unless people are willing to respond to the call of God locally and to the ends of the earth. Revelation 7 says this, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people, and language, stand before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hand, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And we know they're talking about Jesus. Jesus was a missionary. He came from heaven to earth to lay his life down on the cross so he could forgive humanity for their sins and open the way back to God to have a relationship with him. And we have given our life to Christ. We've experienced his love, but that love needs to go further than just ourselves. Of course we need to love ourselves, but that is, that's only the first part of it. That we need to allow that love to go through our lives to touch other people. So how can we respond, first of all, to what we've heard today? How can we help to actually fulfill God's mission? Because it's not just about the Quran mission. It's about God's mission. Well, there's three simple steps as I come to close. Number one, we've got to go. Jesus says, go into all the world. Not sit in, in all the meetings. He said, if you're going to make a difference in the kingdom, you've got to go to your workplace. You've got to go to your next door neighbor. You've got to go to your town. You've got to go to your city. And you've got to go to your nations. And God can step into our lives and to speak into our lives. My question to you and you online, are you willing to make room for God to do that for you? Because this is the bottom line, guys you actually do not choose the call. You don't just decide, I think I'm going to be a missionary, or I think I'd like to be a pastor, or I think I'd like to be an evangelist. You don't get the actually opportunity. You might desire that, nothing wrong with eagerly desiring the gifts, but you don't have the actually opportunity of making a decision whether you're called or not. Actually, the only thing that you need to do is respond to the call, because everywhere in Scripture, please listen to me, for those of you that you know you want to identify yourself with a five-fold ministry or a missionary, you, you, don't, you don't just make that up yourself. You don't wake up one day and think, I'm going to do that. It's actually God's decision. Because everywhere in Scripture, nobody chose to do that unless God approached them first and said, I'm calling you. Abraham, I'm calling you. I need you to leave. Moses, I'm calling you. I need you to leave. Gideon, I'm calling you. You need to leave the wine press. Everybody in the New Testament, God approached them and called them. Peter, leave your boat. Matthew, leave your tax booth. You don't have the privilege, my dear friend, of choosing what you're going to do for God in a sense of the call of God, but you have the privilege of responding. And I want to tell you today, one of the things, I want to say that truly because I'll tell you on the internet, you can go and get a reverend title if you want one, but unless God has called you, don't do it. Because we only have the privilege of responding. You can't choose that. And so I want to say, because Ephesians says that Christ calls those to be pastors, teachers, apostles and prophets, you don't decide to make one up. And so I want to say to you today, are you open in your life? Maybe not as bold as these guys, but maybe God wants to speak to one person in this room and online that He's going to speak to you one day to follow him. And it might be to the ends of the earth. But the, 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 the bottom line is, are we willing to make room? You know, when we decided to follow Jesus to go to Bible college, we hadn't had a clue what we were going to do. It wasn't our idea. God asked us to do it. And we just did what you two did and said yes to him. And we didn't know what the outcome would be. And that is the key to our Christian life. And the key is this. When God speaks, you say yes. It's simple as that. You don't have to have a great education. You don't have to have all the money in the bank because if you try and figure that out to follow God, you'll never do it. The only thing that you need to do is that when God speaks, you say yes. And when you look at the scriptures, when God spoke, Abraham responded very quickly. Don't wait too long because you'll talk yourself out of it. We've learned that. But I want to say to you, are you willing to do what God says to you when he calls you? And if you are, I want to say to you, it's the privilege, the greatest privilege that you can ever do. And I just want to say one more thing. The thing is this, when God calls you, you have a choice. Because you know you can say no. You, do you know that? You can say no. Reinhard Bonnke, one of his talks one day says this. How many of you know who Reinhard Bonnke was? He's with the Lord right now. This man preached to millions in Africa. And he preached one day and he said, I want to tell you today that I was God's second choice for this ministry. God spoke to him one day and said to Reinhard, I spoke to one other person and they decided and said no to me. But You were my second choice. And I want to say to you today and you online, it's a massive privilege to say yes to God. But if you say no, God has always got somebody right behind you to say yes. God has always got people to do his purpose. And it's a privilege to say yes to him. And yes, it will be tough. And yes, you'll have to give up some stuff. But there will be times when God will speak to your life to follow him. And my question to you, are you ready to say yes to God? Whoever you are, listen to my sound of my voice. There could be one day in the future where God's going to interrupt your life. And he's going to call you to mission, to purpose, to the fivefold ministry. And my, and my encouragement to you is, even though how scary it will be, just say yes to God. It's the greatest thing that you could ever do. Secondly, we've got to pray. Please pray for this couple. Please, please pray for the work in Koran. And finally, say amen. Say amen. 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 We can give financially. You know, no work will ever get done without finances. And so I want to encourage you that your tithe is your to your local church and your offering is to other missions and ministries. So I want to encourage you today. Maybe, maybe your yes to God today is that you're going to actually commit to sowing into this ministry and you're going to give beyond your tithe and say, do you know what? I'm going to make a commitment to give financially for a season for however how long you want to and there'll be an opportunity on the, on the screen where you can connect to that and ask for more information. Maybe God is asking you to give financially to this work. Maybe God is asking you to pray more in your day for the mission work here. And maybe that God may ask you to adventure and try out the call of God. You know, maybe for some of you, you want to try a short-term mission. you need to come and speak to us and we can explore that. Why don't you stand with me as we come to close right now? James and Andrea, can I say thank you so much and all the other team in Koran, Pastor Glenn and Lynette and Pastor Reza and all the other teachers and team. And uh, as we were just worshipping this morning and thinking about that, I just actually thought about you too. And just to say to you um, today that your service to God, your decision to say yes to Him and to even go back, it was like God was saying, tell them that what they are doing is an actually a pleasing aroma to me, and that God is so pleased with you and so proud of you. And so, I, as, a, as the leader of the Even Church, along with my wife Linda, we want to say thank you so much for taking this step of faith, for willing to, to leave everything behind to follow Jesus family, career. And that's got to be the call of God on your life, it can't be man made. It has to be God that takes the initiative. But we want to say thank you for saying yes to him and responding to the call. And I want to say to you that God is going to show you amazing things and that you're going to just expand in the ministry and, and see great things happen, signs and wonders and miracles. And I just believe the Holy Spirit wants to say that he will give you your heart's desire. And so from, as a church, we want to say thank you. We want you to go back and bless the team. Tell them that we love them. And that we'll try and bring a team over to bless them too. So guys, thank you so much for your commitment and for willing to, to lay your lives down to follow Jesus and to affect so many people. And we applaud you today. Come on, church, let's do that. Let me just pray. You know, throughout, throughout the morning service, I felt heavily on my heart that God is going to call one I don't know, I'll just say one person or two. God is going to call call people in this next season. Online, in this room. Some of you have never even thought about doing anything properly in a sense of full-time ministry or missions work. And I'm going to pray right now for you. Let me tell you, when it comes to the call of God, you've got to make sure it's God that's turning up in your life and telling you to do it. Father, I know, Lord, that you're speaking to someone, whether it's now or later on when they hear this message online down the road. You're going to call people. You're going to call people to take a journey into ministry, the fivefold ministry, being a pastor, teacher, evangelist, or a prophet. Lord, you're going to call them, Lord, into serving the church to equip the saints for work of ministry. And also, Lord, you're going to call people into mission work, not only into their own communities, but also to the other ends of the earth. And I pray, Lord, under the sound of my prayer and my voice that the Holy Spirit will will somehow approach you and speak to you and interrupt you, just like it did the Apostle Paul. And you'll know that God has spoken to you, just like he spoke to us on that day when God spoke to us to leave our home to follow him. Now, that's not for everyone, but there'll be one or two as the Holy Spirit speaks to you. My prayer for you is that your heart will just be open to make room for him. So, Father God, I pray right now in Jesus' name that as you begin to move and Lord, maybe it's not now, but there'll be a time, Lord, you are going to call people to lay down their lives to follow you. And so, Lord, I pray for those people right now that they'd say yes to you. And you know, today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the first call. See, you don't even get the privilege to think that you're after God. He makes the first approach to you. It's not that you loved him, but that he loved you first. And the response to salvation is a, response, a privilege to say yes to his call to you. You can't decide that you want God. God reveals himself to you by his spirit for his word. And once God speaks to you, you have an opportunity to respond and say yes to Jesus. And maybe you're online, you're in this room, and you never even thought about having a relationship with God, never even thought that God exists. But right now, he's going to speak to you by his spirit. And you have an opportunity to respond to him. And if that's you, somehow something is speaking to you inside of you online or wherever you are. And you're thinking, do you know what? I don't know what's going on inside of me. But somebody is speaking to my heart. And I know I need to respond to this voice. It's Jesus by his spirit. I want to tell you he died for you because he loves you. He came to earth as a missionary to lay his life down on a cross. And his blood was shed so your sins could be forgiven and the judgment that is upon you can be removed and placed upon him. And you can be free. And you can be adopted into his family. You can have a brand new start. And, he's, and God will make himself known to you. And begin to come inside of you and give you a brand new life and purpose. And maybe you don't even know this God. or have never ever been to church before. Or maybe your first time online. But I want to say to you that God has been pursuing you for years. God is after you no matter where you are, where you've come from, what your personality is like and what your past is like. Jesus loves you. And He wants to forgive you and give you a brand new start and He wants you to bring Him into a relationship with God and give you a purpose. And if that's you under the sound of my voice online or in this building, all you've got to do is say yes to God, no different to the call of God. And if you're here today and said, you know what, I want to respond You've got to you, God, just respond to a prayer from your heart. And this is what you can do. Just pray this within your heart right now. Lord Jesus, I ask you, God, to forgive me of all my sins. I thank you that you were willing to come to earth to die for me. I didn't know this story, but you came to die for me and pay the price for my sin. Please forgive me for messing up. I now turn from my sin and I ask you to come into my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a brand new purpose and connect me to the living God and to his family. I make a decision today to say yes to you and I give my life to you and I ask it in Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer from your heart today, you will know it because God will make himself real to you. And you will start a brand new journey of a relationship with God. If you're in this place today and you've said yes to God, come and speak to someone that you've been with. We have packs at our information center where you can start the journey. Let us know. So, Father, we commit to you today. We thank you for your mission. We thank you, Lord, that you came after us. And Lord, I pray right now that your word will not come back void and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.